Texas. They say everything's bigger here, and they're right. We've got big cars, big hearts, and even bigger stakes. This is beef country, Texas. Home to the Alamo, the Cowboys, and the largest military installation known to man. So big, it has a big name. Fort Hood, the great place. It's got a Texas-sized podcast as well. And this is it, right here. Fort Hood's great big podcast. Yeehaw. Welcome to another exciting episode of Fort Hood's Great Big Podcast. And, you know, we've uh, failed to mention it here recently, so I'm going to mention it here now. The great Will Courtney providing our intro song there. Yes, he does. That was so fantastic of him to offer up his services like that where, you know, we can use his songs. Yeah, free. Yeah, he's a local guy in Austin. And ah, I'm going to need a drink. Somebody say something. I need a drink. Something new has been added this week. Brianna is not here. Brianna Do, specialist one each, has been replaced by a brand newly minted specialist, (laughs) Kyra Pearl. Yes. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back. So when did this, when did you go up in rank? Oh my gosh. It was supposed to be in March, but you know, COVID. COVID. Yep. COVID. <laughs> so uh, it was at the end of June. Okay. Well, congratulations. I didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, look at it. She's wearing. Well, I can tell specialist. Now. Right. How does it feel to be a specialist? Exhausting. Exhausting. Yes. Why? What's changed? It was a lot of responsibility. Really? They actually gave you responsibility along with the rank. Yes. Do you oh. sometimes feel that maybe you should be a corporal? Um. I don't know. You don't have anybody that works for you. Yeah, I was going to say, say public I'm, affairs I'm ain't got no corporate. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, you got to yeah. have somebody that actually works for you. So congratulations. Thank you very much. Did you enjoy the pay bump? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that much. was the big thing for me. Hey, what is wrong with my voice? I don't know. <clears throat> Law. Law. I came in here. I came in here, and suddenly my voice decided to go away. <laughs> to Sheldon know. Cooper. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's got to be great listening to this. Somebody on the other end. What is he doing? What Checking the he? acoustics. No, 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 no. So today we have a very interesting show. We've got a very high-profile guest. Well, who's not really guest, a guest? Well, yeah. he appears. Yeah, he does on appear. the show. We have the Secretary of the Army who uh, came here to Fort Hood to address some of the things that have been going on. Maybe you've heard of them. Uh, it's been in the news. 
it's one of those things, you know, uh, the perfect storm of bad coincidences all happening at, at one time. Yep. What's that Mandela? No, it's not the Mandela effect. The Doppler effect. There's some effect. I have no idea what you're a talking Venn about. A Venn diagram. No, that's not it. Well, there's something. Is this science-y stuff? Yeah, it's just yeah, science. Forget it. Some yeah. guy wrote no. a paper. And that is um, when you become aware of something, suddenly you start seeing that something all over the place. So um. it's... In our lives, in the lives of you, listener. Or like when you bought your orange Jeep, now you see orange Jeeps yes, everywhere. Yes, or when you're having a bad day and it just seems like everything is going wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. It's because you mentioned, you noticed something went wrong, and so you notice the next thing and the next thing, when really you're just having a normal day. It's your perception. Okay. That makes sense, actually. So it's one of those things where it seems like, oh my gosh, Fort Hood is falling apart. What is happening on that military installation? And it's just, just bad coincidence, man. I mean, stuff happens in life. That's true. But what you gonna do? Well, everybody's just quiet, looking at me. Yeah, and we're gonna let him hang himself. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I mean, bad things happen. Yeah, they do. And, they do. You know, what are the, what is it? Bad things come in threes. Yeah. Well, I think we've times three that already. Yeah. So we're going to be good for quite a while after this. Yeah. yeah. 2021 <laughs> is going to be golden. It's going to be Hopefully. fantastic. That's the year you want to come to Fort Hood. <laughs> 2021, everything's going to be great. Barracks, fantastic. But I think across the board, 2020, everyone wants to see it in our rear yeah. view mirror. Goodness. Definitely. What is up with this year? It's cursed. I know. All right, glad we came to that consensus. <laughs> but the uh, the Secretary of the Army was here. He had a press conference. Mm-hmm. We had the national media fly in. It was very exciting. If you watched the video on uh, social media, I was the one that hit the button that made it go to social media. Right, so, well, you, you know. are the social media manager. So, yeah. Yeah. So you can say you know somebody. You got a lot of comments on we did. that one. Over 500 comments while it was going on Mm -hmm. oh wow Mm -hmm. it was much talked about and uh, the uh, secretary of the army also took questions from the press right Mm -hmm. there live sure Um, none of it we did not know what was going to be asked ahead of time right so you know there was some well somebody might ask this or somebody be be prepared if this happens but it all went it all went really really well and so we know a lot of people out there don't have Facebook. We streamed it live on Facebook. Right. A lot of people don't have access to that. A lot of people want to know what's going on around here. So now we present to you, dear listener, the Secretary of the Army and what he had to say to the national press and to you, the American people. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for taking the time to hear from me today. Fort Hood is of great importance to and for the Army. But it is our people that are paramount. I wanted to come to Fort Hood so that I can listen to the force at every level, understand what soldiers endure, talk to leaders within the communities, and actively understand the culture here, both on and off base. Damas y caballeros, gracias por tomar el tiempo para escucharme hoy. Fort Hood is de gran importancia para el ejército, pero es nuestra gente la que es primordial. Quise venir a Fort Hood para poder escuchar a la fuerza a todos niveles, comprender lo que los soldados perduran, hablar con líderes dentro de las comunidades 
y comprender activamente la cultura aquí, tanto dentro y fuera como de la base. This year has been a challenging one for the nation. And because the Army is representative of the country, we have many of the same issues within our formation. With the explosion of social unrest across the nation following the murder of George Floyd, the Army is committed to taking a hard look at ourselves. And in doing so, there has been a reckoning. Este año ha sido un reto para la nación, y debido a que el ejército es representativo del país, tenemos muchos de los mismos problemas dentro de nuestra formación. Con la explosión de disturbios sociales en todo el país, tras el asesinato de George Floyd, el ejército se ha comprometido a mirarnos a nosotros mismos, y al hacerlo, ha habido un ajuste de cuentas. We have to address the challenges and barriers that our soldiers endure. The murder of Specialist Vanessa Guillen has become a catalyst highlighting sexual harassment and sexual assault within the military. The loss of Vanessa has been felt in our formations, particularly here and across the nation. I can personally attest to these conversations. Over the past three weeks, I have traveled to Poland and Italy, and in both visits, soldiers have asked about this. Vanessa's story has served as a tipping point where survivors spoke out on social media and shared their own trauma. We must honor her memory by creating enduring change as one harassment and one assault is one too many. Tenemos que enfrentar los desafíos y las barreras que nuestros soldados sobrevivan. El asesinato de la especialista Vanessa Guillén se ha convertido en un catálisis que destaca el acoso sexual y el asalto sexual de, dentro del ejército. La pérdida de Vanessa se ha, se ha sentido en nuestras formaciones, especialmente aquí y en todo el país. Puedo, puedo atestiguar a estas conversaciones personalmente. Durante las últimas tres semanas, he viajado a Polonia e Italia, y en ambas visitas, los soldados preguntaron sobre esto. La historia de Vanessa ha servido como un punto de inflexión, donde los sobrevivientes hablaron de, en las redes sociales y compartieron su propio trama. Debemos honrar su legado creando un cambio duradero, ya que el acoso y un asalto es demasiado. The Army takes charges of sexual harassment and assault very seriously, and there is clearly more that must be done. I have directed an independent review of the command climate, and once complete, will provide an update to the media and the Congress. Ultimately, the results, findings, and recommendations will fuel an implementation team chaired by the Undersecretary of the Army and the Vice Chief of Staff of the Army. El ejército toma los cargos de acoso sexual y asalto muy en serio, y claramente hay más por hacer. He dirigido una revisión independiente del clima del comando y, una vez completada, proporcionaré una actualización a los medios y al Congreso. En definitiva, los resultados, hallazgos y recomendaciones impulsarán un equipo de implementación presidido por el subsecretario del Ejército y el vicejefe del Estado Mayor del Ejército. In addition, we are rolling out Project Inclusion to address behaviors that tear at the fabric of our force, issues such as a lack of diversity, discrimination, sexual harassment, sexual assault, and suicides. Además, estamos implementando el Proyecto Inclusión para enfrentar a los comportamientos que desgarran el tejido de nuestra fuerza, temas como la falta de diversidad, la discriminación, 
el acoso sexual, el asalto sexual y suicidios. With that, I'll be happy to take your questions. Hi, sir. Thank you for taking the time to come down to Texas. Um, my question relates to um, looking into the unit specifically. Um, I know from the outside looking in, there's been some instances where it seems like leadership maybe was negligent or didn't get the job done as far, even as early back as when Vanessa first went missing, all the way to Specialist Robinson being able to escape from barracks confinement. So I'm wondering what, what does it look like um, as you look into that unit and um, could we see someone maybe get relieved or something like that? So we have a, a series of investigations, obviously the, the criminal investigation related to the specific um, individuals that conduct, it conspired for the murder or helped to, to cover up the murder. Uh, so that's being handled by uh, the assistant U.S. attorney here in Texas. We have a 15-6 investigation into the unit as well as an independent review that will be uh, coming down to Fort Hood at the end of this month. So we'll have to do a lot of coordination on the findings related to these reviews. Uh, and then once that information comes back, make determinations of appropriate levels of accountability. Okay, and I just wanna confirm in my follow-up, the 15-6, is that looking just at sexual harassment within third CR, or is that also looking into um, sort of negligence is letting something like this continue or happen in the unit? Uh, I believe the 156 is specifically into uh, the issue of, for Vanessa, uh, for her, the, her murder. And then, uh, and then uh, so they'll find out specifics related to her, uh, that the climate, uh, command climate review that I referenced, that I instructed, the independent review, will come down and look also at the command climate installation. So is there uh, a sexual harassment type of toxic environment that exists that can help us better understand more broadly? Is it third ACR, is it larger? Is it the entire installation? Okay, thank you. Anything you want to add, General? So the, uh, just sort of talking past each other, the 15-6 investigation of sexual harassment is looking at um, reports of harassment that were discovered as part of the Okay. I think that clears it up. Okay. Hi, Ms. McCarthy. My name is Jasmine Caldwell. I'm from KCEN, which is the NBC affiliate here locally. Um, and the question I wanted to ask is, uh, well, last week, uh, Vanessa Gaines' family met with Donald, President Donald Trump, and I was wondering, um, have you reached out to the family? Um, if you have, what did you talk to them about? If, if you have not, um, why haven't you reached out? Uh, so we have, I have also spoken publicly, but we have offered, we've sent condolences to the family. Obviously, uh, General McConville participated in a memorial service here. He actually met with the family for over an hour as well. Uh, I've said publicly, be very open to meeting with the family. We have not been uh, contacted directly about whether the family would want to meet with me directly. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Secretary McCarthy, how are you? Uh, Brandon Hamilton I, at KWTX News 10, the CBS affiliate here. Uh, my question for you is being the Secretary of the Army, uh, not only Vanessa's case, but there have been other cases um, involving Fort Hood soldiers and sadly being found uh, murdered or dead. Um, 
surrounding the base. To the Americans that are watching and your leadership, what do you tell them to know that change is really going to happen? So I've met over the last 24 hours with um, soldiers at every echelon, private first classes all the way to the general officers, uh, and told them that we are we're sending down an independent group of investigators to understand the root causes associated with the rise of, of uh, you know, felonies, violent acts, to better understand why this is happening at this installation. The numbers are high here. They are the highest in most cases for sexual assault and harassment and murders for our entire formation, the U.S. Army. So uh, we are getting an outside look to help us to get to those root causes and understand that so that we can make those changes. Well, and the point of emphasis being that we're going to put every resource and all of the energy we can to this entire institution behind fixing these problems. And a follow-up in terms of uh, Vanessa's case, how do you change a culture that as we've learned to know, she was allegedly murdered on base and what transpired after. How do you change that culture? I, you know, I'm markedly disappointed and, and sad, saddened by that. Uh, one of our own killing a teammate. And uh, you know, it, it takes a shot at the system and it rattles the system of the trust that you have to have in this profession because of just how hard it is and what we do around the world. Um, so. You know, it has hit us hard, and the only thing we can do is come together and have very hard conversations and invest in each other and learn about each other so that we know who our teammates are. I mean, I, I, did, I did nine sessions in the last 24 hours just for hours talking to soldiers. I'm from Chicago. This is where I grew up, my family, uh, and just doing more of that. And I think for us knowing each other better and, and improving upon the, the type of teammates that we are for the climate that we want and who we need to be. Um, these are very difficult things. At times, there are people from, you know, we're the Army, we're a reflection of the country. And at times, some people infiltrate our ranks. We got to find them, we got to root them out. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Secretary. I'm Steve Wilson with the Colleen Daily Herald here in town. Uh, I just wanted to clarify a little bit about um, uh, the Vanessa Gillian case, what, what we've been talking about here. Uh, there has been a bill that has been introduced or is about in the process of being prepared to be introduced. Uh, I am Vanessa Gillian Bill, and I was just wondering, do you support that bill specifically? Have you been in touch with members of Congress? So we, we are in constant communication with the committees of jurisdiction, and as they go through the National Defense Authorization Act, which we do every year, which lays out the authorities for the Department of Defense. So when they, they bring up uh, amendments like this to add to the bill, we communicate with the committee to best understand the intent of that language and also how to implement. So we are in conversations right now. Okay, so you do support at least the intent of the, of the bill. We have to really understand the clarity behind the language so that we know that we can implement it and that it will work in our formations. Okay. All right, thanks very much. Sure. Uh, Debbie Strauss with NBC News. Um, you announced Project Inclusion, which looks at things like lack of diversity and sexual harassment. Um, but before this, there was SHARPS, created you know, multiple years ago. And so why, after all these years, are we still talking about sexual harassment and the concept of a toxic culture? So um, the SHARP program, the Project Inclusion encompasses a lot of other things as well. Uh, with sexual harassment and sexual assault, 
it has been a challenge for the whole country as well as uh, the U.S. Army. And a lot of that is just the consistency of meeting and having the conversations like the ones we've had over the last 24 hours. They're hard, they're uncomfortable, but it's a way for us to continue to learn about each other and realize that an act like that is like a committing a fratricide within your own formation, of hurting a teammate. And uh, so we, uh, it's, it's that consistency in sustaining these conversations. At times they ebb and flow, so we have to have the discipline to do that every day. So where do you go from here after having these conversations? The conversations don't end. We have to keep doing them with the types of consistency, making that investment of time. Uh, the independent review will also help us at root causes specifically to this installation uh, related to that issue. Uh, so we have to continue to learn, but we have to continue to make the investment of our time to sit across from teammates and have very hard conversations. Would you consider rooting out uh, members of this installation? Could you be more specific? Um, if you find that there are systemic issues here after these conversations? If, if, uh, if the, you know, the conclusions are such that point to, uh, to leaders or individuals in particular, of course we would take the appropriate accountability. Hi, sir. How are you today? Um, this is Brandy Cruz, and I'm the uh, news editor for the Fort Hood Sentinel. I'm working in the Three Corps Public Affairs Office. I was wondering, after reading the affidavit released by Bell County, it didn't really seem like Vanessa's death had anything to do with sexual harassment. I was wondering, did you, has there actually been findings that, that say that she was that sexual harassment played a part in this case? Uh, so uh, the investigations are ongoing to the point that General Eflon stated. What, what I, when my comments were specifically that it has ignited that issue within mm -hmm. our ranks. So to be very clear, that was yes. what my remarks were related to, and that is how many women have come out on social media, I am Vanessa too. Uh, so uh, that's what I was referencing. Uh, we are investigating to ensure uh, that there was no sexual harassment associated with that and with, with the investigations ongoing. Okay, thank you. Hi, Secretary. Noelle Mendoza with Fox 44. A lot of people are heartbroken, calling for justice and demanding Fort Hood be shut down. How do you respond to those calls? So, uh, you know, the anger and frustration is, in a case like Vanessa, it's necessary. I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm disappointed. I mean, we're heartbroken. Um, but there's still amazing contributions by men and women from this installation. These leaders that we've met over the last 24 hours are incredibly disappointed too. Vanessa's our teammate. And we let her down, we let her family down. And it hurts. And, uh, but the, the amazing contributions and people that are on this installation have to continue to endure. We rely on these units to protect our way of life. We're going to do everything we can to prevent these types of things from happening again, to learn from this and to move on. Uh, but we will do everything we can to protect her legacy by making enduring changes. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Secretary. Adam Schindler, I'm with KXXV25, or the ABC affiliate here. Um, there is a lot of other soldiers who have been reported missing and found dead. Um, 
Is there a change that you're thinking about possibly making when it comes to reporting them AWOL instead of actually investigating them missing when they're found dead later? So this has been a, a topic of debate at the highest levels of the Army for the last several weeks of just our reporting policies associated with a soldier. Are they, are they AWOL? Are they dust one? Are they, what are they? And when do you make these determinations? Uh, and I think we do have to take a very hard look at that. General McConville, our chief of staff, and I have talked about this at length, of just how we do that and how we continue to look for our soldiers when they end up missing. And uh, so we're going to take a look at that, and we may make a change related to that downstream. Okay, and just to follow up on your, um, your, with your review, if it comes down to that there is leadership at certain levels and there is leadership change, how would you change leadership at a, a base of this size? It all depends on, you know, what the root causes point to at what echelon. Was it an individual? Was it a systemic problem? Uh, so, um, you know, what we tried to do, these, these are some world-class investigators that we've got to help us with this. We told them, you know, we gave them broad intent, but we don't want to try to bracket their investigation. We want them to come back with what they learn, with fresh eyes, in order to help us understand our challenges. Thank you, sir. Uh, Chris Kilmore from ABC News. Um, I was just uh, wondering if you have any details about how Specialist Robinson was able to uh, leave the post and um, obtain a firearm uh, in the hours before his uh, death. Um, I, do you have any specifics on that? Or they, I mean, is this is under investigation, but do we, do we have? It's, it's under investigation. Okay, sir. so um, okay. If we'll be able to, um, we'll be able to uh, relay those facts once the investigation concludes. Okay, and then um, I, similarly, uh, if there was any information about whether he was under a suicide watch or any other kind of formal observation before he absconded from the post. You mean medical supervision? Uh, well, just if, if uh, I know he was confined to his uh, barracks, uh, from what I understand, but I don't know if there was any additional uh, level of uh, observation to you know make sure he was being where he was supposed uh, issues, to be. Issues related to the lead up to his death, we'll be able to report that out once mm -hmm. the investigations are complete. Okay, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Hugo Chavez from Univision. So um, the family, one hour ago, they say what you say, that they didn't receive any call or message from, from you. Do you have a special message for Guillén's family? Uh, so I, I send uh, written condolences. Uh, to the families, we uh, we send written condolences. I've sent a letter to the family. It's, uh, it's we usually send them hard copy. Uh, with respect to the family, uh, my deepest and sincerest condolences to the Guillen family. That we are incredibly disappointed that we let Vanessa down and we let their family down, and that we vow for the rest of our time in service and our life to prevent these types of acts and to find out how we could prevent them in the future so that it never happens again. Actually, the family say that tomorrow is going to be in here in front of Fort Hood at 4 p.m. Every, every Friday. So are you going to be here or no? I was flying back this evening to the Pentagon because uh, I have meetings tomorrow with the Secretary of Defense, but I can look at my schedule.
to see if we could accommodate that. Thank you. Thank you, Secretary. Uh, Eric Franklin with KWTX. As a veteran myself, I, I, I know that speaking with officers sometimes is hard. Did you get the desired result from speaking with the PFC, as you said earlier, that you wanted, or was it they're, were they trying to tell you what you wanted to hear? No, I think the conversations were incredibly candid, uh, as they often are with soldiers. and. Uh, talking about issues that we have and how do we address them together, how do we perform better. So uh, I always learn whenever I have these opportunities. Excuse me. And uh, so it, it's just, it's a great opportunity anytime I get out of the Pentagon and get down to units and have these types of discussions. All right, thank you. Thank you. Hello, sir. Joel Lopez of 25 News, uh, the ABC affiliate here. Um, a lot of soldiers, families feel retaliation, especially during times like these. How is it you've been able to, the people you've communicated with on, on base, on post, um, how do you know that they're actually giving you the genuine answer and not just maybe people who are giving you kind of what you want to know? How, do you, how are you reaching out to the people who do fear retaliation and getting their genuine concerns? So, uh, you know, I meet with them and I'll be in there by myself or I'll have somebody from my staff that's like a rec you know, requisite grade. So that's how I kind of shape or frame the meetings. Um, we make sure that they understand that none of these things will be attributed to them directly uh, by name. Uh, and I just talk to them about who I am, where I grew up, and I try to emphasize to them I'm a person, I'm a human being just like you. And if you don't tell me about the challenges you face, there's no way to fix them. There's no way to address them to try to make them better. Uh, so to just try to make them feel comfortable in the discussion, it's not formal. Uh, we just kind of sit around a table and have a conversation. Usually try to do it over a meal uh, because people relax a little bit and they'll open themselves up and try to trust each other. Uh, we don't want the fear of retaliation. It's horrible. We don't want that. Uh, but in order to do that, you just have to be willing to invest the time, hours and hours of your day to do that. But how are you finding these people? Is it, do you have a list that you kind of go down or are you on your own walking around? And just so my staff will tell them kind of the grades that we're looking for, the skill sets, and try to go between various units. So uh, we, uh, we just try to be as random as we can in the way we find the men and women to have these discussions because we don't want some prepared kind of event. We just want to have what's on your mind. Thank you. Thank you, Jill. We have time for one more question. Are there any more questions? Okay. Last question, sir. Hi, I'm Rocky Bridges with KCN News. Um, we'd like to know if uh, the president has spoken with you after he's spoken with the family. Uh, no, I got feedback from the media from Secretary of Defense, my boss, Dr. Mark Esper. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, Directly, directly related to the discussion, you know, he had offered his condolences and he vowed to put every resource at his disposal to help address these types of challenges, uh, whether that's law enforcement or within the Department of Defense. And I, and I think I believe he offered even to pay for the funeral himself. Uh, so, uh, no, but he had about a 15 minute discussion with the Guillen family. Thank you, sir. Okay. Well, that was a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot. But, you know, it's, it's good to get um, that stuff that we can out there. You'll notice that, one, there were some parts of that that were in Spanish, mm -hmm. and that is because there's been a lot of interest 
uh, in the Vanessa Guillen case mm-hmm. from the Spanish-speaking community, both here in Texas and California, right, and in Mexico. So they wanted to make sure that they had the right information for people who might speak that language, right? You know, sure. At the time, where it didn't need to be translated. You might also notice that there were quite a few times uh, where the Secretary of the Army said, "You know, well, we we can't comment." right now on this it's an active investigation and and people don't realize that truly uh, there's a there's a trial that's going to be starting soon sure and anything that is said can be used in that trial right so we have to be really careful what we say to keep that trial going smoothly you can actually make public statements right and it can derail a trial it can make it so that you can't try that person and so we are attempting to make sure that the letter of the law gets played out. Mm-hmm. Appropriately. Yeah. That makes sense. So, you know, you might say, well, they're trying to pass the buck. They're being shady. No, 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 no. We're trying to make sure that this trial goes well. So that's why we can't say anything. Right. After the trial, I'm sure you'll hear a lot. But until <laughs> then. Yeah, or it'll come out during yeah, the trial. It'll come out. It'll, there'll be a lot that'll come out during the trial. So if you're interested... Pay attention to the trial, and you'll find out. Sure. Oh, boy, will you. That's good. Yeah. So, shifting gears here. <laughs> what's up, Pearl? What's up? Yeah, what's yeah. up? Um, what you been doing recently? Being pregnant. All right. Getting ready for a child. I have know. no point of reference on that. <laughs> Me neither. Nope. So, how's that working out for you? It's stressful, but it's, it's it? going well. What's it like being pregnant and being a soldier? Um, different than what you'd think. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about pregnancy in the army, but the army is actually really accommodating. Like they make sure that you're taken care of and that you're not doing things that could harm the baby or you. So cool. I know they have that special blouse. Yeah, they actually have a. You, you can tell who's pregnant because they give you a special top. The Christmas tree top. Yeah, it, it allows for growth. <laughs> is that what that is? Yes, it is. Okay. Okay. It's like, it's gigantic. <laughs> well, you're kind of petite, so it's like, okay, you know, is that or isn't it? I don't know. No, it is, it is. I just like, uh, I'm barely too big for my normal top, right. but I'm still kind of too small for oh, this I top. Can, I can see the bump. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. showing, you're showing. And I, the due date is? November 4th. November Ooh, November 4th. 4th. The, the election? Yeah, <laughs> on election day. Boy or girl? Boy. So... If the Republicans win, will you name it Donald? And if the Democrats win, will you name it Joe? <laughs> no. Okay. Neither nor. <laughs> Neither or. <laughs> Wait, what's the write-in? What's the write-in ballot name? You got a name? Uh, Orion. Orion. Orion or Ryan? Orion. Orion, like. Like the constellation. Oh, okay, like Orion. Like yeah, Orion. Like Orion. <laughs> With no apostrophe. O r i o n. All right. How did you come upon Orion as a name? It's actually, um, there was a picture of my fiance on his birthday, my fiance's birthday in the Hubble telescope. There's a picture of the, um, nebula Orionis. Sure. So the name took Orion from Orionis. Okay. Very cool. cool. You got a middle name or no middle name? Uh, not right now. I don't know if we're going to end up getting a middle name, but we're trying to find one. Well, you've got time. Yeah. You've got time. It's like when I was born, Mm -hmm. I think they had a different name or, or were undecided and they looked at me and they're like that. Dude looks like a Charlie. Aww. And now I'm a Charlie. That's how that worked. 
I'm hoping so. that we're going to get everything worked out before he gets here. I'm sure everything's going to go great. <laughs> and uh, after the birth, we can have him on the podcast. <laughs> He'd probably be loud. Well, hey, as long as he keeps his mouth close to the microphone and doesn't turn his head. Audible works, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Either way. Touché. Exactly. Either way. So we have a our second uh, segment coming up here. Yeah. It's very interesting. So, Pearl. Yes. Do you live in a house yes. or an apartment? Yes. I live in a house. <laughs> live in a, you know, it's interesting. Before we went on the air with this, we asked her that question, and mm-hmm. she was unsure. Because <laughs> on post housing, it kind of feels like apartment buildings. In my opinion, yeah. Because they're all like right next to each other. I don't know. It, well, they are. They're connected. Yeah. So you're you're in the in-between time now. You were in the barracks. Mm-hmm. Now you're in on-post housing, and you're looking for to go off-post. Is that correct? Uh, no, I'm just looking to get everything approved so I can move into my own house. On or off-post? On-post, hopefully. Oh, okay. Oh, there yes. you go. On-post. How are you liking the on-post housing? I've never lived in the on-post housing here. Really? Hmm. Um, where I live right now, I mean, I think it's really nice, honestly. I feel like a, I feel a lot safer on post. Hmm. Very good. Yeah. Hey, safety is good, especially when you got a, a exactly. little one, little Orion. Well, we got a fella coming up who is, you know, especially for someone who just had a kid when mm-hmm. having a kid's expensive, who's looking to, to save you money with your energy bills. And he is being brought to us by an old friend, an old Yoda punching friend of ours. So we'll have them up in just a second. Uh, We ask that you please uh, listen to these. And if not, just fast forward and get to the Yoda punching guy. So (laughs) see you in a moment. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus. So stay a minimum of six feet away from others and stay home if you can. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Where do you go to get the latest news from Fort Hood, Texas? The Fort Hood Sentinel. And where do you go if you want ideas for things to do in Central Texas? The Fort Hood Sentinel. What if you don't have a copy of the Fort Hood Sentinel? Then I go to my local newsstand and pick up a copy or go online to www.forthoodsentinel.com. The Fort Hood Sentinel. Fort Hood's premier place for news and Central Texas information. Standing watch since 1942. I was So we're back. We've got our favorite uh, baby Yoda puncher with us. Oh, we're back on that, are we? How's it? Back on that. We never left. Yeah, it's okay. How's life? Yeah, it's it's good. It's busy. It's real busy right now. Is it yeah. punching? Is it so many Yodas? Not enough time to punch. I, you know, I need an extra set of hands uh, to just to punch all these little alien babies. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Is that a euphemism? No. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> Just checking. What, what Dave? Nothing. What? Nothing. Nothing. So uh, the last time we, we spoke with you, uh, tell everybody who you are really quick. 
I am Major Tom Pernicki with the uh, Hood Mo Brigade. And AKA? AKA TB23577 with the 501st Legion. Yes, he was our uh, Star, Wars. Star Wars biker scout. Yes. Because he could sit down as a biker I scout. Could, yes. And stormtroopers can't sit down. Nope. Um, so I've because of COVID, have you guys been able to get together? No. No? They haven't. I mean, I, I still haven't been able to put together my second outfit just because there's been no armor parties to get together. So put the stuff see. together so defeated by little teddy bears defeated by a virus yeah you go. empire yeah it's not looking too good no it's you know those the, the helmets are not meant to filter out toxins I mean, just like you know see through smoke yeah i heard, <laughs> yeah. I heard, like some, I heard that oh some. that's funny that's why i'd heard that too yeah. oddly enough that's the, the dork in me yeah yeah i Dave is sitting here just like, I'm okay. Not, yeah, sure. I can he's zone out right he's now. Not, he's he's never seen The Mandalorian. He's not. Oh, he's never no. seen Star Wars. He's not one of us. I saw Star Wars, the first one. The first one. He's That's the yeah. only one. Yeah. You got so much to catch up on, Dave. Yeah, no. No. I'm good. <laughs> nope. You know, Mr. Spock dies in the third one. What? That's oh, why not are you going to that? Dude, what are you doing? I was just saying, just checking. Well, that's, when Kirk, that's when Kirk says, I'm your father. Yep, that's right. <laughs> I'm your father. I, uh, I am your father. <laughs> So, uh, no, so I, I still get the cultural references, even though I haven't seen the movies. Even though you you choose not to respond, I'm still getting it. I'm just letting it pass over. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, you know, it's hot. Hmm. Tatooine. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It is. Two suns. Hotter than Texas. Oh, two suns. Yeah. Right. It's hotter than El Paso. But Luke could still walk around without a hat. <sighs> well, no. And some remember in some of the little clips, he actually had like the little bo- booty got- cap. Oh, it, got, it got cut. That's true. Yeah. When he was talking with Biggs. Yeah. So you need Biggs, to... I want to go up in the space. Because it's cooler up there. I have a mustache. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be cool in the summer? <laughs> uh, wake me up when we're done with All the right. Star Wars. Well, let's, let's, <laughs> let's move on. We're, we're not here to actually talk Star Wars no. again. Uh, we're here because we have someone that's going to save more than the galaxy. Oh, See how I tied that in? I did. He's going to save you money. Wow. Which is more important? By keeping you cool. Yes, like me. Cool like you. Yeah. Oh, man. Because I'm bald. Well, me too. Him too? Yeah. Hey, what? You're not cool. I, I'm the only person here who's not <laughs> follically challenged. That's right. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even notice it. Yeah. I didn't even notice it. So... Uh, tell me, who are you? My name is Chief Warrant Officer Kelly, Ernesto Kelly, out of the Hood Mo Brigade, out of the S4. I work the Supply and Services Department. Wow, that was a, yeah, that was a lot of information. I just expected a name. Supply and Services. Supply and Services. But you're more than that. You have a knowledge base that hits people where it counts, in the wallet. I've been known to know a little something, something. Yeah. So. Show me the money. Yeah. Show us the money. Save us, uh, save us the money. Uh, prior, about two years ago from before I came on active duty, again, I was working with a company called Texas Energy. Okay. They are a third-party verifier for for green building of homes. Okay. Uh, Texas actually started instituting the 2015 Energy Savings Energy Star program. And mm-hmm. from 2015 to other energy saving programs, your house is built on the science of saving money. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that when you look at your you know, your electricity bill, mm-hmm. 60 per, 50 to 60% of that cost is your AC system. Wow. Now, oh, yeah. I believe that in Texas, actually. Well, <laughs> yeah. believe it or not, that um, 
on the older homes, there's a few modifications that you can make usually from if your house is built from 2015 on mm -hmm. just with the regular energy star. Uh, there's things that pretty much are automatic, uh, like radiant barrier, a radiant barrier as actually what you can do on an older home is that you can look inside your attic and look the underneath of the, the, the roof. Mm -hmm. If you see plywood, you don't have a radiant barrier. A radiant barrier is sort of like a sunscreen in your um, car okay. where it radiates the yeah, heat yeah, back. Yeah. Well, that's what that does. Now, if you really think about that, if it's 100 degrees outside mm -hmm. and you have your AC set at what a lot of people like at 75, 72, whichever. 72. Two. 78. 70, uh, well, 77. Uh, okay. What about you, mm -hmm. baby puncher? Yeah, you see, my wife's from a tropical country, so if it's less than eighty, she claims it's cold. But I'm just sweating and dying. So <laughs> usually, like the the, the negotiation point is seventy four, seventy five. Okay, wow. Mm -hmm. So if you think about the science from the time that the sun hits your roof to the time that you're inside the, your building, there's certain sciences that are thought of. One sure. is the radiant barrier. Two. Um, the level of insulation from the, the from your ceiling on the top side to your to your roof to, to inside of your attic. The attic will be anywhere from forty to fifty degrees hotter, just like it is in your car. Sure. Oh, wow. So if you think about your car, that's pretty much what your attic is like. So anything that you can do, like to tint your windows or do the radiant barrier or the barrier on your front, it protects the inside of the ca uh, the cabin. Mm -hmm. well, it's the same thing about cons uh, keeping your whole your home cooler. So. By putting the radiant barrier on the backside, it radiates the heat back, so it makes it cooler. Then you can actually increase the insulation, get the blown insulation. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go to Home Depot. You can go to Lowe's. You can get the machine. You can do it yourself. I mean, it's really not that hard. Mm -hmm. um, but before you do that, if you have an older home, <laughs> before you decide to blow insulation in there, you might want to do something that I didn't do. <laughs> um, so um, this is for trial and error before I became a green raider inspector. Sure. So I put the radiant barrier on the house and I put the insulation, I blew the insulation, which increases that. So if you really think about it, you're increasing the insulation for your home. So it keeps the air cooler. So think of it like a, a Yeti. Okay. How, you love a Yeti? Like the coolers, like it always mm -hmm. keeps ice in there. They're expensive Pretty, as heck. Yes, but it's the way that it insulates. A lot of people don't realize like, like your Yeti cup, mm -hmm. there's a vacuum inside of the metal. So there's no transference. That's why it's able to hold it. I did not the, know that. The, the only transference it gets is from the lid. That's it. Because that's because air particles, I didn't understand how the Yeti worked either, but in my how I understand it is that there's no transference of something tangible for it to transmit the 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 particles of transmission of heat and latent heat and so forth. Wow, it's like so, my head. <laughs> <laughs> so basically you're shrinking that heat envelope inside of your attic by the radiant barrier and the insulation. So then also, if you have an older home, you may have had pests up in your attic like I did, mm -hmm. and they totally tore up my my insula my uh, my ducking. Squirrels? No rats. Ugh. They got in there pretty Ouch. bad. It took it was it was pretty bad. It it took a while for me to get rid of them, uh, but but not before they did a couple of hundred to a thousand some odd dollars of damage to the insulation. So. Um, even though that I had the AC repaired prior to that problem, they just tore it up. So the thing is I got guys going to go in there in the next couple of weeks to go in there and start fixing the AC system. So the AC actually works inside the house because it's an older home. It was built in the late 1970s, mm -hmm. early 80s. So I did some energy-saving modifications before I became an energy uh, raider because it just made sense. So that's just the attic. 
Mm -hmm. of the things that you could also do to reduce the amount of heat that's inside the attic is that you can get like a solar fan just connected to the outside because your uh, uh, attic will have breathing holes, a way for air to get blown in to blow the, to pull the heat out. Sure. Um, and then it's got little pockets underneath as well. So what you can do is just get a, just a small solar fan, just put it up there and just let it just pull the heat out. That's and another a solar option. fan won't cost you any money because no. it's running off solar energy. Right. Mm -hmm. Now that goes into uh, sealing the home. The second part is, is that now that you work on the attic, now you want to mm -hmm. work on the inside of the house. As again, prior to 2015, uh, what what I've learned is is that it's the because your AC is coming on, you don't want it to come on more than four cycles an hour. That's kind of how they look at it. If it comes on more than four times in an hour, you mm -hmm. have penetrations in your house. And when you think about penetrations, you think like somebody just you know punched a hole in the wall. Mm -hmm. No, we're talking about multiple entries, like behind that light switch or that you see that electrical outlet right there. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you look behind that plate. Usually, mm -hmm. if you've ever taken one off to change a uh, to, to to change a plate on a light switch or mm -hmm. on an electric thing, you'll notice that there's an opening yeah, behind yeah. it. Well, what happens is that that opening is connected to the ceiling, so that so a lot of these openings and penetrations and so forth, there's like the electrical cords are basically drilled into the wall, so they kind of go down the wall. So there, if there's nothing there to stop it, so basically it's just like a long vacuum tube. So uh, drafts can come yeah, when you're like, where's exactly. this draft in my house coming well, from? It sure. could be from, from well, that. Well, when it's hot, what happens, it's called an effect called stacking. Mm -hmm. We all know that cold air settles, mm -hmm. hot air rises. So what happens is, is that with uh, air, warm air rising in your house, going through those penetrations, basically the heat in your attic is pulling and the cold air is coming in and it's cycling. And if the more penetrations that you have in your house, it adds to it. So if I remember correctly, cause it's been two years, so don't quote me on exact numbers, but I do remember a number which was above 10 uh, percent of air of, of coolant air leaking out of your home. Mm -hmm. That's about, a t that's where we used to, it was really cool. Cause you'd actually go seal the house and you'd put this, uh, um, barrier on the door and you put this big old you know those big fans that you get and we would actually take a yeah. measurement we would suck the air out of the house and it would basically measure how much of a vacuum that we can create to tell us the how mm -hmm. tight the house is oh, that's interesting so we also do that we also did that with the ac system to see if there's any penetrations in the system where they where the ac installers may have missed a spot somewhere because it's supposed to read because the tighter your home the less penetrations or the less Cold air will leak out, hot air will come in, so therefore mm -hmm. your AC doesn't come on as much. I do remember working for uh, when I was the program manager for the lead program as I was stepping, or as I was going through the company. Uh, a lead ho house is a certain type of house that's built, and some uh, house builders will make it. And what it basically says, and, and the magical number here is four, four percent. 4% of your AC will bleed out of a lead home. Now, a lead home is to basically use so many different synergies for the house from treating the wood with borate up to about mm -hmm. three feet to prevent termites, um, vegetation planted a certain distance from the house, all that stuff to say, basically keep that house up and moving if you take care of it for over 75 years. Oh, sure. so, nice. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things that you can do. A lot of places use... Um, you know, can, you know, tear the inside down and refurbish and so forth. Uh, just to give you an idea, um, the, this one house that stuck in my mind, cause I was part of here. Uh, there was a house that we, we nicknamed, uh, Wayne Manor. Mm -hmm. It was a mansion. No, I, it was, we're going Batman. Yeah. Okay. No, cause it, cause it had a Butler room. 
It literally on the dynamic. So I basically, when I got into this house, it had, it was being built. So it was, I was down to the frame. It hasn't been insulated yet. So we were inspecting where they are sealing because the big ceilings are the seals right here. That's another penetration Mm -hmm. point down at the bottom, but the footboards and so forth. So, so you see all this is cosmetic, but at the frames where all that penetration air goes. So you seal it. So we use a, like a foam caulk. Have you ever seen the foam caulking that you can buy? It's just another foam caulk that you put in there and so forth. So we saw this house and it was massive. So how do you, with a massive house, you're thinking a massive electric bill. Not really because there's a, there's a formula for how many square feet to how large your AC system used to be. And then that feeds into, are you doing proper maintenance on your AC system? So again, from the top, all the way down to your AC system. Are you getting inspected? Is it leaking free uh, whatever coolant system? Because we got, we've gone away from Freon. So you want a proper maintenance at least once or two years, especially if there's been a hailstorm, if you got a lot of vegetation around, uh, especially well, like going through a real serious heat. You mm-hmm. definitely want to have your, just to have it looked at, have somebody look at it. Because mm-hmm. even if you got like, a, uh, I was one of the individuals before I started uh, becoming an energy inspector. Uh, it's like, oh, you got a trans system. Oh, it's good for 10 years. I said, oh, okay, so for 10 years, I don't have to worry about it. No, that's not how it works. Right. <laughs> you know, so you know, having it looked at every few years is, is good, beneficial on your, on your budget. It's like oh, having a car. Yeah. I mean, you got to have regular maintenance right. and checkups just to, just to make sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can't what run about? it for 10 years without an oil change, right? That's true. Well, <laughs> I've had friends. Um, <laughs> what about if you are renting or maybe you have an apartment. What are some things that you can do where if you don't have control to, okay. to put that, insulation in? Okay, so if you don't have a control on that, there's uh, the other part of another synergy is um, the windows. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got these these windows that are double pane, triple pane, and they're filled with an argon gas that pretty much, again, is sort of like a tra- it prevents a lot of the radiant heat to be, but it can't do all of it. But it's from the contact of the heat and then it transferring into the house. Mm-hmm. Since you can't do any of that, uh, if you go to, um, you know, like I said, a Lowe's or a Home Depot, they have these uh, radiant barrier uh, wooden uh, shades. Mm-hmm. Those are good. You can also get curtains, like a, a, so a curtain that help radiate the heat or keep the heat behind the window now, so it doesn't a, come inside. Is it a the, specific kind that you need to look for? Or is it, uh, it, 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 it depends on it because, I mean, it, they're, they're all different. It's an R, you know, you basically just look on there and just talk to the, uh, just go there and just take a look at the heat. Uh, the heat number basically okay. on how much heat it's able to radiate back. Some will just basically insulate, some will radiate it back. And it, they're just, you know, regular uh, blinds that you can put in. There's curtains that you can do as well, but there's a, there is a compromise. Cause I mean, everyone's like, Oh, I want all this natural light. I want all this natural light. Well, you want the natural light from the shaded part of your house. Like you'll have these big windows above houses, like these houses that have very large openings in the living room. Like the living room is like 12, 15 feet sure. tall and it's got mm-hmm. this big line. But if you take a look at it, the the shade on that side. So what you want to do is for the heat in your house to keep a light to heat ratio, any window that faces the sun in the morning and the evening, those are the ones that you're going to want to insulate to with the, with the shades. Okay. So then you can keep the light on the side part. So it's a compromise between. So you kind of want the indirect light, light coming in the, as you're wanting to stop the direct. That makes sense, there. right? Because you're trying to you're trying to stop the radiant heat. That's what the the big part is. Is that with the window, and you know a lot of people want like trees and so forth. Believe it or not, trees over the roof of your house are really good because it blocks a lot of that heat hitting your roof. And then we've talked about radiant barrier down all the way down. Mm-hmm. But the only problem is is that. If it starts drifting down, it starts messing up your shingles. If it breaks in high wind, so sure. a lot of people don't like the trees over their over their roof. Well, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
Fascinating. Well, hey, thanks so much for, for coming on the show. That's a lot to think about. Um, but but it's been, I've learned a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm not a homeowner. Uh, you are, Dave. Yeah. Um, but someday I plan to be. And I'm going to keep this stuff in mind when when the time comes for me to make that purchase. All right, man. If it's any time in the next until February, give him a, <laughs> give uh, give Star Wars man here a call, and then he'll let me know, and I'll let you know. I'll let All you right. know. It probably won't be, but <laughs> appreciate your time, Chief. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thanks All right, me on. and and hey, uh, may the force be with you. And, oh, and with you. All right. <laughs> I know. Eight, nine, ten. Crocky. Here goes another one. Hey, what do you think you're doing? I'm trying to work out here. Oh, what you are. But so is everyone else, mate. Just get out of the way and let me put these weights back. Now, that's just it, mate. You gotta be real careful about how you do that, boy, Cracky. Because the next thing you know, someone will be right behind you. You won't even see them coming. They'll sneak right up on you. And if these weights aren't in the right place, well, they just might bite you. Thanks, Outback Jack. I didn't realize the dangers of my actions. Now I know the proper weight placement isn't just an option. It's the right thing to do. Oh, champion. You've got it now, mate. Fort Hood's great big podcast. Close enough for the government. Good enough for you. Coming on strong on a Monday. I feel so low. Charlie, you are apartment living. Yes. Right now. So I guess I'm the only one homeowner. And you're looking for a contractor, aren't you? I am. Hey, if anybody out there is a contractor. You do concrete? Yeah, <laughs> I would extend my con- patio. Concrete. So uh, forthoodpao at gmail.com. <laughs> Dave needs a contractor. Yeah. No, yeah, but I'm not going to do solar on my roof. No solar. I th- I looked into that at one time. I looked at building a small cabin in the in the mountains mm-hmm. and p- powering it via solar power because I wanted it out in the boonies where mm-hmm. where nobody could bother me. <laughs> um, but uh, the deal never came together. But I think solar powers, you know, could be a good good deal. It's just wow, was it expensive to get into? Yeah, up front. The upfront cost is like, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure they give you a tax break and all this other stuff. But wow, why not just put up one of those wind turbines in your backyard? Yeah, huh? yeah. Well, if you're out in West Texas, for sure. Yeah, they got just miles of them out there. Yeah, Fort Hood is actually partially powered by one of those big wind farms out there. Is it really in yes. West Texas? So cool. Yes. I wonder how long it takes electricity to get here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and there's a solar farm here on post too. I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. That's we are so also, cool looking. We are also powered partially by that wind farm. That's cool. Look how echo we are. We're so ecologically I know. ahead of the curve. I know. That's awesome. Can't afford to do it personally, but, you know, it's no. good that the installation is thinking about it. Well, maybe someday. Maybe someday the price will come down. And yeah, by the time it does, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be too old how, how to do that have, investment. How long have people been doing... Solar panels, anyway. Uh, 20 years, maybe. Yeah. Seems like they'd be cheap by now. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not. I have cooked uh, cooked food in aluminum foil by by bouncing around the sun's rays. Have you ever done that? Uh, yeah, oh. on the roof of a Humvee. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I always wanted to do the uh, 
the cookies in the car. I think that's ecologically friendly too. Yeah. Right. You know about the cookies in the car, right? Yes, actually. Have cookies you ever done it? Cookies in the car? I've not done it, but my you, fiance has. Yeah, on a hot day, like, you know, it's 102 right. every day this week. Right. You get a cookie sheet, mm-hmm. cookie battered, you know, get the instant stuff. Yeah. Put it on the sheet, leave it in the back window of your car while you're at work, come right. back out, you'll have cookies. Mm-hmm. Baked cookies. Wow. And your car will smell nice. Like baked cookies. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would attract ants, though. In the car? Yes. They could still get in the car. Uncles, too. <laughs> yeah, true. That's not what I meant. You know, my aunt, you sent those cookies to Iraq that impressed everyone. How? No, it was brownies. No, it was cookies. No, I remember your aunt's brownies. Well, I think that we got both. Yeah, brownies those, and cookies. the brownies were the best. Hey, Sharon, folks, if you're listening, cookies or brownies? <laughs> forthoodpao at gmail.com. <laughs> Let us know. Well, I think we've probably chatted around in a circle long enough. I honestly, and you know, I say this sometimes, but today I truly, truly mean I can't imagine anyone's listened this far. And if you have... Bravo! Yes, the password is rutabaga. <laughs> Send us rutabaga at... FortHoodPAO at gmail.com. And you'll be put in uh, the weekly drawing for the prize. You know, our big, big boss listens all the way through. Does he? Yes, he does. Hey, sir. We're not going to mention him by name. Hey, sir. <laughs> I don't think you're eligible for that drawing, being that you're a company employee. But <laughs> we appreciate the listen. And with that, and with that, we'll say our farewells until next time. I'm Charlie Mabe. I'm Kyra Pearl. And I'm Dave Larson. And we wish you the happiest of mid-Augusts. See you next time. Bye.